and welcome to part two of Babysitter's Club Netflix original show. I am back. We are back in a different location sans air conditioner, so that should help with everything. Yay! Yay. Jen's here, and I'm going to move the mic so that I am not louder than her. We're back. We're back in business, and we just watched, we just rewatched Camp Moosehead. Yeah, I did both of them. I rewatched both of them. I've seen those ones more than any of the other episodes. Why did you end up seeing them? You just put them on more? Because I watched them, and then I felt like I didn't give them justice. So I watched them again, and then shortly after that was when you came over and you watched them for <laughs> the right. first time. So I've got that shit down. So when we get to that point, I don't need no notes. But, um, but yeah, you know, There's a lot in those episodes. There is, and it's very, it's very well done and very fun. But we'll start out where we left off, which is Claudia and Mean Janine. Episode 6. Episode 6. Uh, so this involves more of the redecorating um, fun, and I believe, is this the episode in which um, Richard gets back together with John's mom, or is it the next no, one? No, he didn't give her oh. the turtle yet. Okay. No turtles yet. No turtles. But he's, he's working on it, so he... Um, Early on in the episode, we have uh, Claudia and Don show up to Marianne's house. And Marianne's not there, and it's very cute. And they're like, oh, yeah. we're going to... Have you ever seen Queer it's Eye? so cute. And then um, Richard's like, no, are they here? <laughs> Which is a great joke. He gets a lot of good jokes in these, this episode. And he's very... You know, his delivery's, delivery's flawless. Um, and yeah, he's Mark Evan Jackson. Yeah. He's awesome. And they're basically like, look, we really want to sp- spiff up her room... You know, now that you're not all freaked out about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's not he's not a an issue so much. They they kind of bulldoze him, but yeah. in a way that he's like okay is for the best for him, and you know, eventually for Marianne. Um, and then they, I guess, they kind of fix him up to his appearance, and that's part of him. Oh right, she gives him the hair yeah stuff. And, part of him like, and he's just like, yeah, that that part was so funny because it it really showcased the relationship between um, parents and their kids' friends. Yeah, and I Which don't know, is, it's interesting. It was sweet. Yeah, there are because Marianne's not there. I know. That's why it's so funny. And I can remember. I had you know I yeah certainly would show up to like Vanessa's house before she was home from something yeah. and just be at the house. Like yeah. it was very much that kind of an atmosphere. It was open. You know it. Whoever showed up, showed up. Like, her her neighbors would come over and stuff like that. Um, and so I can relate to that. And I remember, yeah, I remember going to many friends' houses in junior high and randomly talking to their parents. Um, doing their hair, you know? Yeah, doing their hair. No, I never gave fashion <laughs> advice or, or beauty advice, but that's, that wasn't my forte. Um, but anyway, so he is allowing this Um total redo of Marianne's room and when it's revealed to Marianne she's like it's uh, great I love it uh, and then Claudia's like uh don't you love it and then Stacy has that comment where she's like this rug is my husband <laughs> wait this pillow is my husband yeah um which is cute and it is kind of a thing that we would have said say. then we would have said then and I'm sure a kid would say that now yeah like boyfriend or husband or whatever and of course it's Boy crazy Stacy. Yeah. Um, and you know, she's also pillow crazy to Stacy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um practices so, with pillows. Yeah, so this is going you know, practices making out. That's uh that's just self smothering. Um, 
So she is that an episode coming up? Stacy and the Salsmothers. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a real thing, guys. No, um, so I lost my train of thought. Uh, the redecorating. Yeah, the, they redecorate. The Humpty Dumpty, and it looks great, but Humpty Dumpty's gone, right? And we, ha, we know as an audience that Humpty Dumpty was hung by Marianne's mom, but Marianne's friends do not aren't aware of this. They don't really think about it as a significant piece of art it's just Humpty Dumpty right it's it looks for like a little girls yeah yeah which is fair enough I mean I wouldn't assume that about somebody's no childhood decor um but so at first Marianne says I think I just need time to get used to it and Claudia's like that makes sense <laughs> she's yeah. totally fine with it yeah she doesn't really pick up on no and she's also not like what you don't like what I did so I appreciate yeah. that um she's just that's true she just kind of shakes it off and she's like it is what it is to her and we did our best which is like another sign of maturity of these girls yeah yeah uh and so it doesn't happen until the end of the episode but they do end up claudia and don end up finding a photo of uh marianne marianne's mom marianne's mom um, and they're like, is that you? And yeah. She's like, she's no, like, oh, it's, it's, my mom. Mom. it's my mom. And then they realize. The lawyer. Oh, the Humpty Dumpty. That was from your mom. Yeah. Um, and Wikipedia has a misprint saying that it's a picture of Marianne's mom, which is pretty mean. <laughs> That's so rude. I don't think Marianne's mom was a giant Very egg. Very rude. Giant egg on a wall. <laughs> she simply hung that giant egg on the wall. And, there, and so once... Um, Marianne's kind of admits, like, uh, you know, I'm not ready to let go of everything. They're like, oh, my God, dude, of course. So they put yeah. it back up. And, it, of course, it fits nicely. It's like a vintage painting. It looks chill. looks good. It's not like, a you know, the poster of The Little Mermaid that I had on my wall. Um, <laughs> that I took to college with me. I'm not kidding. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, get to know me, guys. Um, so, outside of that, the... The main and major plot of this episode, of course, is Claudia and me and Janine, and more so Claudia yep. and Mimi, and Claudia's dealing with her, you know, her difficult relationship with Janine, yeah, her jealousy, her resentment, um, um, and it really comes to a head. Yeah, J- Claudia has pretty much zero understanding of Janine. Mm-hmm. I noticed that the second time. I was like, mm-hmm. it's like that nobody in the family has had a conversation about Janine and what what's going on with her. It's very weird. Yeah, it's like she just lives there. But but again, yeah. that's how it was in the books. That's how oh, yeah. I remember it. Well, because in the 80s, you they didn't, didn't talk. have... Well, <laughs> no there talked. was no autism discussion. Sure. There was no, you know... Yeah, and it's... And again, it's something... It It's, an, it's a case in which... Janine, as an individual, happens to be very, very skilled at certain things and very driven for certain things. And her parents like that, but yeah, yeah. it's not because they programmed her that way, although uh, Claudia in the books, and I think in the show as well, makes a lot of jokes about how Janine's a robot. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, again, is another reference to possibly I wonder if, spectrum. Yeah, I wonder if Anna Martin intended that or if she just picked a character type. Well, regardless of whether she knew or thought about autism, yeah. I'm sure she was aware, having you know worked yeah. with kids, that yeah. certain kids are let, have those yeah. affectations. Um, and Janine is somebody who we can assume didn't have any therapy. She just nope. has very a huge amount of trouble with social interactions, but she's verbal. She can express herself, so yeah. she can function in school. So for the environment that she's in, 
like learning, she fits in perfectly, but she struggles outside of that. And that's when we really see, we really feel for her in this episode because she's dealing with emotions too. Yeah. But Claudia doesn't even seem to realize that. Right. They did a good job of Mm -hmm. shifting your sympathy as an audience member. Like you realize Claudia's been kind of mean. She was. She was so overly... She's like, you ruined my life. Yeah. I can remember, like, as your younger sister. Uh oh. No, no, no. It's nothing bad about you. It's nothing bad about you. It's just, I felt not resentment, but yeah. I guess jealousy. Tension. A little bit of, like, well, I'm never going to be perfect like Jen. You know, like, even though I don't think I thought you were perfect. Maybe I thought you were perfect. I don't know. To me, you were like. Definitely wasn't. <laughs> well, but you had so much skill, and I always felt like. Because we were always into the same things, like, mm. well, not all the same things, but, no. you know, art, yeah. and we both yeah. create art, and we're we both, both very verbal. are very verbal, and so yeah. if I was involved in, like, a play or an art class, it's likely that you had done that as well, and whether it was a fact or not, I felt like I was being compared to you, so yeah. that's just a part of having siblings, I mean, and yeah. I don't think it has to be older or younger, I think it's just you know, we compare ourselves to the people around us and we want the feedback that they get to come to us if it's positive. Um, so I, I get it. But I, watching it, I thought of myself as a kid mm-hmm. being like, I know you like Jen better. Just admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor mom. And and kind of being like, oh, that was ugly of me. And like, oh, Claudia, come on. Like, you can't possibly. But it's believable that yeah. a little kid would, not a little kid, she's not a little kid, I mean, that a young woman you kind of would... <laughs> Uh, you're still young. What? At 13, you're still very young. Oh, I thought you meant me. I was like, I'm not a kid. Yeah, don't um, be a child. <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, know that a 13-year-old would still have these temporary Absolutely. Oh, my God. I feel she... like that's when it's riling up. Yeah. <laughs> it's she's... like, I got hormones now. True. <laughs> True. And she's jonesing for Trevor, and she's got this competition, and it's like right. a lot of pressure. And, and basically, she feels as though her whole family especially Janine, looked down yeah. on her art. she doesn't feel accepted. Yeah. She doesn't feel accepted. And Janine has this comment. She's like, are you trying to say something original about these treats? Pop culture. Or, and... or is this just an homage to pop art? Yeah. Basically. And Claudia's just like, God, just like fuck off. Like, okay. I just want to make these cool pictures. So. Which I appreciate. And if you're 13, are well, you they really... look really good. They're for... amazing. And are you really at, at 13 in an art show? Or are you supposed to be thinking about what am I trying well, to say? Well, apparently, because the judges ask her, what are you hoping to communicate to the viewer? And right. I was like. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so Stony Brook is bougie as fuck. Like, I was obsessed with writing and expressing myself and I didn't have any idea what I was hoping to communicate to no. anybody. No. I was just like, I don't know, I just want to write a bunch of words. Like <laughs> I feel like when I created art, I def I guess for me it was a really emotional thing, but I wasn't yeah. as talented as Claudia uh as a draftsman at that point, as Janine would say. Um, yeah, but basically Janine is saying she's a, dra- she's a good draftsman, which yeah. is like, is calling a fashion designer a seamstress, basically. Well, That's is it Janine or is it the judge? No, it's Janine. So they're both kind of the same. They're the same. They're the same The judge character. reinforces what Janine says. What said. Janine says. Yeah, you're right. And Janine probably didn't mean it harmfully. No. But she just didn't understand, she didn't know how it would be taken because she doesn't have, awareness of other people's emotions or really where they're coming from she doesn't have except magically at the end of this episode yeah she struggles with the ability to modify her own behavior in order to 
be sensitive to other people's feelings. So she has a learning learning curve here, and I think partially the reason that she's able to is because she, I'm getting ahead of myself, but she gains kind of an upper hand with Mimi, and that yeah. I think makes her realize how much Claudia's hurting mm. and how important that those links are, and then she's like, oh, okay, I guess I get it now that I've experienced it, mm. you know? But, um, so anyways, we see that uh, Claudia's parents have gone out for something or other, and so it's just the sisters and Mimi at home, and, they're, <laughs> and, and Claudia wants to play something, I don't know, some, uh, like Uno or something, and... Of course, Janine wants to play trivia, trivia game, yeah. which I also wouldn't have wanted to do at 13. I didn't know shit at 13. No. Are you kidding me right now? No way. Um, so she's just mad. And then it's Trivial Pursuit, which you guys, that's a hard game. It's hard. Even if you get the little art wedge, it's like, it's hard. Yeah, and, what's the question she asked her? Oh, about pointillism. Uh, yeah. She's like, what's Surratt's uh, uh, technique? And Claudia's yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because she's not a college art history yeah, student. Yeah, she didn't, yeah. Um, and she hasn't like, even been to high school I yet. I simply thought because this was of your interest, it would be you blah, 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 blah. Because Janine would have already, like, she already looks everything up on the right. internet. And, and remembers everything Remembers everything. Which is cool. I wish I could do that. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> I mean, it, sometimes it would suck. Yeah. Um, Eidetic memories, I would have. Yeah, I actually have a client, and I won't give anything away, obviously, about their identity. But they are um, a little bit younger than these girls. But they just have a photo or whatever you just said eidetic eidetic yeah basically once something is recorded it can't be erased in your brain and oh my god so much stuff in your head (laughs) they are struggling right now with nightmares and oh god and and anxiety that's caused by you know we get anxiety every day when we see something that's upsetting or or worrisome and this uh child really can't let it go it's it has a huge challenge letting it go because it's as though it's recorded in their brain. And so I am actually working with this client on that issue itself and working on, you know, meditation and grounding. It's and, kind and of like PTSD. Redirection. It is. It's yeah. exactly what it's like because yeah. this child has not experienced trauma. Um, mm-hmm. And I've known the family for a very long time. And I just, I would, unless something's really deeply hidden, as far as I know, there's, there's never been a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. But the... He is, I'm sorry, they are in a constant state of fight or flight, which, yeah. much as you are during PTSD, just because they're, like... Just from like, anything. It's like being a cat, you know? Like, yeah. your instincts, are, they never stop. So, anyway. That's tough. Yeah, so I can I can see how that would be a downside as well. But, again, Janine, she doesn't express herself, so we don't really know her perspective on anything until the end of this episode. Um, so they're playing the game, and Mimi raises her voice at the girls for fighting. And that's very un- unusual. She's like, girl, stop it. Just stop it. You know, which I would too. It was frustrating. Yeah, and then Claudia's like, you ruined this game and yeah. you ruined my life. And in that <laughs> instance, definitely Janine didn't ruin anything. No. She was trying really hard to include Claudia, but Claudia just read it as another opportunity for Janine to know everything and for me to know nothing. And I'm, I've been that, like, not with you, but, you know, self-pitying before. So I think we all have at <laughs> yeah. some point. Especially at 13, that's like when it's allowed. So they stop, you know, they're fighting, and then Mimi goes up to her room and they hear a thunk. And what has happened is Mimi has suffered a stroke. Um, so, of course, they call 911, and Mimi goes to the hospital, and then there's just a lot of fallout after the fact that we get to discuss. So, yeah, so there's um, 
this episode has a lot of use of, well, it's about Claudia. So there's a lot of use of images as mm-hmm. a concept. Like, um, the images are what she starts saying, what Mimi starts saying when she, she's trying, she can't really talk, she's aphasic or whatever. She has a and, picture, yeah. Yeah, and, um, Claudia doesn't understand. She just blurts out something about like horse and peaches or something yeah. in a house. Horse, peach, house. Horse, yeah. Peach, house. And it's funny because Claudia, well, she's really confused because obviously it's confusing. And then, what are you looking for? I was going to grab a piece of paper. Um, anyway, um, yeah, Claudia's confused. She's, so she, she's and a the, kid and she just, she thinks Mimi's awake. Mimi's awake. Mimi's fine. Yeah. And she, it's kind of a rude awakening for her. And, but what's funny is that, um, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but like okay. she draws the pictures, she draws the images that Mimi says at home. She's like, maybe if I draw these, it'll mm-hmm. make sense. Which I think is so endearing and sweet and, yeah. and very smart and something I would probably do. Yeah. You know, use visuals. Right. And, and in the books, you know, that is what they end up doing for Mimi's therapy is using photos. Okay, because in this episode it doesn't really come off because um, no. Claudia brings them and she doesn't. She shows her the images that she drew, but Mimi just repeats the same words. Like she doesn't have any right new uh, and the words, vocabulary. Yeah, and the words she's using because English is not her first language. Japanese right. is, and so she's using words, but they're not the words that she's trying to say because that's what aphasia is. You right. you think one thing, but you can't express it. The the message gets lost from your brain to your mouth, um, at least in verbal aphasia. And so she eventually, she starts getting frustrated. She's flipping through the pages and she's like, no, no, no. And of course, poor Claudia takes it really, really yeah. personally. And yeah. Janine is the one who's like, speaks oh, we'll speak Japanese. Yeah. And so she is able to communicate with, with Mimi, who has gone you know, to a random place in her brain because she's just had a stroke. And so we find out thanks to Janine's help, that uh, Mimi is recalling her time in Manzanar, which was a detention camp um, during World War II when the Japanese internment took place. And I thought, wow, that's a really deep thing to add to Mimi's was character. Was that in the book? No. Uh, no. Oh, dude. No, they, they, that was created for the Whoa. show, and I, as far as I know. And um, it's just really Because you read this remarkable. comic book. Did you read I did. The, yeah. And I, I just, I've read the book, and I remember back when they talked about it on Babysitter's Club Club, like, there's no mention of a internment camp. Um, and it seems like, you know, Claudia herself mm. doesn't really know much about it. And no. Janine has to explain, you know, it was really hard for her. It's not something she ever wanted to talk about before. Yeah, the impression I get is that Janine just learned Japanese on her own because she's an yeah. autodidact, and um, Claudia is kind of cut off from mm-hmm. that. Claudia um, feels like I'm the one that has the bond with Mimi, not you. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But you get to speak Japanese with her, and that's pretty threatening right. for me. Yeah. And so that makes Claudia more angry. But then eventually Janine has this rising above moment that we were referencing, where she explains to Claudia, you know, what Mimi's going through, and that her brain isn't working the way that it it She's was like, before. Is it a what is she, ischemic stroke? Like she's asking like oh, the right. nurse, like, yeah, she is knows. it a blah 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 or a blah blah blah? Yeah, and and she's powered empowered by knowledge, and that yeah. is how a lot of people self soothe. 
I know that's how dad self I do the that's same how thing. You self yeah. so you're like dad. Yep. <laughs> um, oh yeah. It's not a bad method. It's no. really not. No. Um, it's empowering. If yeah. you become obsessive, it can be harmful. Yeah. But if, it's not if gonna fix everything. having knowledge makes you feel like okay, I can, For I can sure. process this because I have information, and that's definitely who Janine is. And so she's able to be calm whenever when Claudia is, is flipping it's out. It's true. It's true. And then I think Janine really gets to experience being close to Mimi, being the one that yeah. can communicate with Mimi because she can literally communicate yeah. with Mimi. The parents aren't there. I assume they speak Japanese, but they're not. I think they do. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she makes the link because she put the clues together and she's a really smart person. And that's when she has this, like, understanding of, oh... Claudia's sad. Like, Claudia feels like she's losing Mimi. Hmm. I, I think she's just able to step into Claudia's shoes for a moment, which is unfamiliar I for her. I still don't buy the huge change in Janine. This is, like, the only complaint I have about this whole show so far, <laughs> and it's minor, is that Janine just completely changes tone in her yeah, dialogue. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a strange... When they're talking in the hospital... After they see Mimi, she's trying to explain to Claudia what what's going on, and it's just such a drastic change. hasn't been set up by anything. Like she's acted the same way the whole time. <laughs> I see it as two possibilities. One, the character of Janine is overdoing certain aspects of her personality <laughs> because that's yeah. who she is, and that's how she functions, and that's how she gets attention, and that's just what works for her. Mm-hmm. And there may have been a breakdown of that posturing. Mm-hmm. The, on the other hand, it could be... Uh, a, I mean, on the other hand, outside of it being an acting or a writing issue, uh, it could be that that character has been struggling a lot to communicate with Claudia, but it's just not clear to us. Yeah. And really saw something modeled or... Yeah. Simply through that conversation with Mimi. I mean, who knows what Mimi said to her in Japanese, right? I just think they sh- that was just one thing they could have set us up for more is that she could even be capable right. yeah. of that. Yeah, it is, it is a pretty but massive I understand, breakthrough. I, it's pretty hard to, you know, it's hard right. to do that. Yeah, and, and one can I'm wonder... I'm very sympathetic to writers. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I get it, it's hard. Yeah, and one has to wonder, too, like, does Janine present that way to everyone? Or, again, is this, like, Claudia's... Yeah, we just don't know. Is this because we're in Claudia's world and, and <laughs> yeah. Claudia's mind? And to Claudia, she went from zero to 60, you yeah. know, because now she's actually relating to Claudia instead of bossing her around. You know, it may have been Claudia's receptiveness changed, softened Janine. So yeah. there's a lot of elements. And it also could have just been... She couldn't keep up that acting style if she was supposed to read this dialogue, so who knows? Uh, that's kind of what I... I, I think yeah. they just needed her... That It's not the actor's fault. No. <laughs> they just needed that moment to be more um, warm and fuzzy than... Totally. Just like, well, Mimi, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And then, like... You and know, she was a little bit like that at first when the... she was talking about Manzanar. Claudia was just like, what the f- I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, she kind of was like giving her the yeah. Wikipedia entry uh-huh. on Manzanar. <laughs> and then she's like, look... Da-da-da. You know, she gives yeah. a, a more heartfelt explanation. Well, she would have seen... Well, those parents aren't, like, super warm, though. So parents she would have she would have, she would have gotten Mimi as a model to be That's what I'm warm saying. and... Um, I'm saying he, maybe she got that from having that conversation with Mimi. and she Because mm-hmm. she's been seeking that connection with Mimi, and she's jealous. No, but I mean, she's seen Mimi 
speak like that to other people. Yeah. And she's modeling, yeah. oh, this is the sensitive way to talk to perhaps, people. Perhaps. Perhaps. Because the parents don't seem to do no, that not too at much. All. No. Oh, yeah. ha, ha, you really think you're going to the next. This. Anyway, um, and then the art fair thing happens, which is stupid because Claudia's <laughs> art is really awesome. And yeah. they're like, oh, what is this supposed to tell us? It's like, yeah. It's kind of reminded me of um, The Office when Pam has the art show. I didn't see that. Oh. Or I don't remember it. It's early on. It's when she's still oh, with... Oh, I don't remember. It's when she's starting to... She's dating Roy again, and she's trying again with Roy. Mm-hmm. And she... No one shows up to the art show except um, Michael Scott, of course. And he see... And she... Standing around and listening to people, like, talk shit about her art. Even though it's pretty, they're like, what is this supposed to mean? Like, it's a stapler. It's a office building. Like, in the shadows, da-da-da-da. And she feels really bad about herself. Mm-hmm. And then Roy comes, and he's like, hey, we can't stay. We're going to go get jet skis. <laughs> and she's like, okay, thanks for coming. And he's like, your art is the prettiest art of all the art. And she's just like, okay. He and tried. Then, there was then, an effort. Yeah. And there was an attempt. Michael Scott is like, oh my God, this is amazing. And yeah. he has one of his great Michael Scott moments. And he is like, how much? And she's like, what? Yeah. He's like, how he much? puts it on the wall. He in puts the it office. on the wall. He's like, this painting of our office Aww. wouldn't have been made without paper. I remember paper. that. I remember that. <laughs> without like, paper. <laughs> this is when they're feeling like, oh no, digital's going to take over everything in their mm. paper company. So it did remind me of that. It was a bleak feeling where it's like, these are kids. This should yeah, be happy. I, the adults in this show are really I harsh. Like, yeah, I like the way that they're written to be not these fa- fountains of wisdom, you know. They're just kind no, of like human. flawed humans. Yeah. And so the, the art judges are, are kind of stereotypes of art world people, except right. they're for some reason they're paying attention to kids. I don't know. Well, and who knows? I mean, it may be that Claudia is so Somebody talented. Somebody paid them. <laughs> Claudia is so talented that she fits into this upper echelon. And she takes art yeah. classes, so it's not yeah. through school. So maybe she is in this is, yeah. competitive art, kids' art world, which, like, it could be a thing. Like, you know, once you yeah. go to art school, that shit starts happening. So she's in kind of an advanced version of that. Perhaps that is why she's open to so much criticism. But yeah. But I don't think it harsh. played like... Yeah, I don't think it played like... Mm, this is something for Claudia to consider. It was like, no, no this is not helping her. <laughs> no, it was like, it was like when um, Stacy had that mom say like, well, how can we trust you if you have diabetes? Yeah, there you go. The like, same thing. Um, aren't you an adult? <laughs> yeah. But even adults do dumb shit. S- yep, that's very true. Did you know? <laughs> that's why the world is I messed up. I do any dumb shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, and so it, it feeds us right into Boy Crazy Stacy because at the end of the episode, the club gets a call for the for, beach. From, the, from the Pikes that they're going to go you know, to the beach and they have 100 kids and so they want to yes. hire two babysitters to come with them. And we jump into Boy Crazy Stacy. This is so the beginning of my favorite. Yeah. The beginning of this is where um Mark Emma Jackson has his great couple of things. Remember when Dawn calls him as her mom? Oh my god. She's like, like you, hey, baby, you wanna, wanna get some You wanna share a wine, wine on, on the, the rocks? rocks? <laughs> and he's like, Dawn, where's why do you have your mom's phone? And then there's that other moment where um Somebody asked Marianne, like, how's your dad doing with you leaving for a week? And it just cuts to him, like, looking at a picture of her and sobbing. I, that's it's hilarious. so funny. And, uh, yeah, great comedic, you know, moments right up front. And I, I just love Mark Jackson. 
I wish he had more. I want him to have more and more screen time. I think he will because there, him, his relationship with Sharon is always yeah forefront in the yeah. books and, and just like and the whole up. the whole um, process of them moving in together and marrying and all that stuff is going to come up. Yeah, and then because they they're have major too. parent characters. Yeah, I rough. love those characters. I do too. In I, the show, I do too. I like. In the book, I was like, eh. But in the show, I, I in really the book, Richard wasn't funny. <laughs> right, exactly. In the show, Richard's like, funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, I just need that. Yeah, I just need that levity. Well, Marianne was kind of a drip too, and then yeah. this one, she's been like remodeled, and she's awesome. And she's hilarious. I feel like I used to visualize our old pastor as Mr. <laughs> for some reason. I yeah, don't know why? Just kind of like buttoned up and brown bread sort of. Yeah, Meh. strict with his daughters. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Marianne and Stacy are the ones get that get to go. So excited. And I want to say about this episode, and this is not a criticism, it's just kind of fun, and I think it's because it's a super special. The tone is different. It feels a little bit like a, um, like a made-for-Disney TV movie, like mm-hmm. a romp, yeah. with, with the silliness of the Pike kids. And we get a little bit of that as well in... Um, or a lot of that in the camp episodes. I was going to say, that's more like the camp episode. Yeah, and they they remind me of, you know, just like movies that I loved growing up, like Matilda or... Um, the Parent Trap. The with, Parent Trap, or uh, what was the one I was trying to think of? Lindsay Lohan. Oh, Harriet the Spy. Just like stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Just some, just vibes, like, just like adventure just vibes. Just vibes. Just that vibes. That I enjoy. Um, you know, when they go down the line and the Pike parents are like, all the kids are here, and Vanessa Pike starts rhyming, and everybody's Bleh. just like, ugh. <laughs> Mm. Um, so yeah, so it's exciting, and and there's is it eight <laughs> kids or seven kids? I think it's eight, including Mallory. Yeah, but Mallory is could like, help out. Yeah, and she's eleven. A book that we haven't, I guess they kind of bypass this in the show, but in the books, there's a whole arc of Mallory wanting to be a junior babysitter. And yeah, getting yeah. a lot of shit from Christy. Yeah, like, I Christy remember that. Does this whole thing it was where a she gauntlet <laughs> asks her a bunch of questions that yeah. like. That are like, what's the proper temperature of the water and the of the bath mm-hmm. and all this stuff, just stuff that they looked up in the dictionary, you know, or the dictionary, <laughs> the encyclopedia, because this was in the books. Um, mm-hmm. And then finally, Mallory's like, "You don't know any of this stuff. You looked it all up." So anyway, <laughs> by the way, casting for Mallory is so good. Yeah, on point. She's great. Yeah. Um, but anyways, at this point, she is just one of the kids, but she definitely ends up helping, especially yeah. because Stacy sort of yeah. just bails on her. Well, before, so when, so when they, when they're leaving to go to the beach, they're planning what they're going to do, right? And they're Mm -hmm. like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And then one of them says, we should get those old fashioned airbrush (laughs) t-shirts. Yeah. Like they had in the old days. Well, they're very 90s. (laughs) And they do later. They get the shirt. They do. Um, that's, that's like but that is olive branch. Yeah. That's very like, I guess it is nine. Is it nineties? Yeah. Yeah. Those never attracted me. I was like, this looks weird. Me either. I never really went for shirts or hats or anything like that from places. I always wanted trinkets, like little, like a bracelet or a little keychain or a ring. Like I did. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I never wanted a shirt. But the airbrush style specifically is kind of. I never. I never wanted that. I never wanted really the caricature drawing of myself. No. Did we ever get that? We did in Monterey once. Okay. I don't remember why. We were probably with other people because I don't think mom would have done another. Yeah, it seems like 
both of us would have taken that badly. Like, we would have been like, I look like That's that. That's not my nose. Uh, yeah, yeah. Would have been it's bad traumatic. It's freaking monkey lifted up my skirt. There you go. Well. See, that's... That's yeah. fucking... Messing patriarchy. around with little kids like that is not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. Watch out. If you go to Monterey, California... That little monkey a guy on with the... a monkey, and he trains it to be a creep. And to look up girls' skirts. Girls. Five-year-old it's girls. animal mistreatment. And then it scratched and me. And child mistreatment. And then it scratched me. That's when I fucked tried to up. give it a quarter. It's fucked up. I don't blame the monkey. And he would play that little um, yeah. organ thing do with do the do crank do organ. Do 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 that's awful. Like, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah, I was very afraid of that monkey for the rest of But we of used to, yeah. It's the monkey guy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really bizarre. No, I don't not know okay. That, I don't not okay. I think he's around as much? No. I mean, not in COVID. Well, not during COVID. <laughs> he's the only one out there during COVID. He yeah. just has a mask. Um, there's a little mask on the monkey. I'm oh, God. Don't mask your animals, guys. That's don't, not... Don't train them to do anything. Like, just... Creepy. I, somebody should have called animal control on him. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, was that even legal? Do you remember that movie Monkey Trouble with yeah, Laura Birch? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That movie... I don't know. Mm. Something about it, like, stuck with me. Because yeah. I think because she lies on such an epic level, she's like, yeah... Oh. Mom, I'm going to Dad's house, but like she doesn't. She like goes to her friends and hides a monkey. Yeah. It's like some extreme um, uh, shenanigans. Yeah. So anyway, rabbit hole. Um, anyway, <laughs> what the hell? Oh yeah, the airbrush, airbrush t-shirts. t-shirts. And they're just so excited about going to the beach and everything they're going to do. I would do. be stoked, dude. Yeah. Be, and it's because it's a boardwalk too, so there's all kinds of fun stuff and and. Uh, you know, things that you do on the boardwalk, food you get on the boardwalk, but of course, so they get there, and it's a little crazy, but they're happy, and Marianne and Stacey are like, we'll take the kids to the beach, you guys do whatever, I don't know, take, and then they're under the, they're told that they will get some time to themselves, um, but the, and they're, they are to the, enjoy themselves with the kids, but there are going to be some times that they'll be on duty with all the kids by themselves when the Pikes want to, like, go have dinner or whatever. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Okay, and so <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Um, and so they're like, "Yeah, that's cool." There's two of us, right? But then, of course, they get down to the beach, and what? Who does Stacy see but a not hot lifeguard that no. she thinks is hot? He's so not hot, you guys. I mean, this is a thing. I'm not into young boys, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I wouldn't have been into him as a 13. I've seen hotter 13. Year old. Or he's probably <laughs> well, like, he's like 17, 16 or 17, 17 yeah. 16. Yeah, he's a lifeguard. Yeah, um, but. Could you, do you think you would find him cute when you were that age? Only out of boredom. Yeah. Because he was the only guy. And he's older. So I did this thing once. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> no, I didn't do anything, but it was like, you know, in your head when you're 13, you're like, maybe I like them, I don't know. Yeah. But you don't. So I did that. <laughs> I'm not going to use names because, like, I don't want to. But um, dad's <laughs> science professor friend, not him. No, I know, but. But his son. Oh went, yeah, went on a went on yeah. an excursion. Yeah. Our dad, you were like, is maybe a scientist. He's yeah, but the guy, the kid had his jaw wire chopped. I'm not kidding you. This oh, is how yeah. desperate That's I was right. for a boy to That's crush right. on. He was the only one there my age. Everybody else That's was in right. high school. That's I was 13. I had just gotten my period. You guys. Wait, which trip was this? Bodega the desert. Bay. Oh Bay. no, I didn't go on that one. No, you didn't. It was just me and dad. Um, cool. And I was like. Not bored, but, you know, when you're that age, you want to think... I wanted to think about yeah. stuff and, yeah. like, you know... I was, it's just... 
it just enters your brain. It just does. And I, I didn't have anything. You know, it's so weird. I was just thinking about this the other day. I didn't have anything in common with the kid. His jaw, I remind you, his jaw was wired shut. <laughs> and yet I was like, dream date. That kid was so funny. He was. He was obsessed with Sublime. And he, <laughs> he had, his jaw was broken because he'd got thrown from a banana boat. <laughs> and hit on a rock. He did all kinds of crazy stuff yeah. because his dad he was probably a was field scientist. A cool dude. I just didn't actually know him. He, I think he's it's a little older than me. A chef now or something. But um, That's yeah. Cool. But I but I I was hanging out with him when we went to Tahiti, and I just remember him like I was snorkeling, and I'm like, this is amazing! Wow! And I just look over, and he's like, he's underwater, and he's just carrying this giant rock, like swimming with it, and he's just like smashing things with it. I'm like, what are you so doing? He's a boy. Yes. Yeah, so he just like very like a little monkey kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was like I made a thing out of that in my head. Yeah. Um, well, I had a crush on um, when I was also in Tahiti, the British guy that was at the base, oh. and um, he was an adult. <laughs> it was like Haitian romance and. He was, like, this blonde British guy, and I was like, oh, my God, he's so dreamy. Oh There's God. this, um, did you watch Step by Step at all with me? Ever? Yeah, I used to watch Step by Step. So, um, I, it's on who I think. I've been watching it a little nice. bit. Nice. But I remember there was this episode where uh, Dana, who is my favorite character, the she's oldest the daughter, she's yeah. the fucking best, she, like, meets some guy when they go to Hawaii, and then Mary, like, he's like, I'm going to marry him. She's, oh, like, yeah. 15. There you go. That's what I, yeah. And that's where why we all that's have these ideas. Yeah. Because we see shit like that. I'm like, sure. what if he just came in the room right now? Would we just make out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? It's like 17? 16. Yeah, there you go. 16. Yeah. Um, statutory rape. Super cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't think about that when you're 16. No, it, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about making out. Yeah, it's more just the excitement of, like... Very exciting. Their, them being in proximity yes. and all that stuff. So, yes, yes. I have to stop clicking this pen. It's going to... Really click, ruin all the click, auto. Click, click, audio click, click. auto. I get this one with no clicker. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> Anywho. So, so yeah, Stacy sees li- this lifeguard. guy. <laughs> he's like, back to that. you know, he's whatever. He's not ugly. But no. she's just like, boy. You know, and he tickles her fancy. So, is his name mm-hmm. Scott? I don't um, I believe remember. his name is Scott. And she's like, hi, it's I'm It's very Stacey. Baywatch. It's very awkward, He too. looks like a Baywatch. Yeah. Kid. They're like, the way they shoot his entrance totally and she's like into him and he's like hey hey like, cutie he says hey cutie but like he doesn't give her any signals in in the book he kind of does but in this show it's like so clear it's palpable that he's just like oh yeah another just humoring her yeah likes me and but she thinks they have something going on and so she's constantly just preoccupied with making eyes at well, him and hanging out by the he gives her stand. his whistle but which yeah, is like random. i think you kind of need that for your job yeah well he probably is what are you one. doing He's just a bad person. I'm just kidding. Uh, he sucks um, as a He doesn't guard. seem like he's paying much attention to his job, so I'll, I'll nope. give you that. He cares um, about going to the burger joint and getting a soda. And girls. And girls. His just girlfriend. being around him. Yeah, so she's she keeps spending time around the, uh, lifeguard. the lifeguard stand, and Marianne's like, the fuck, dude? I'm doing this job. The kids are burying her in the by sand. By myself. And then, so Marianne makes a friend, Alex, who in the show is gay. Yeah, he references, like, I had a crush on this guy. Right. Just casually, um, it's not... Which is cool. Again, it's yeah. not a gay person. It's just like, yeah, people are gay. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> I mean, to be in that generation and just be able to be open, that's so amazing. I think no that's kidding. Just so that's awesome. It's like in the, in the Mindy Project episode that we watched where mm-hmm. she goes to the high school 
And oh. the gay kid, she's like, it's going to get better. And he goes, how could it? And he, like, looks at another gay kid and, like, makes eyes at him. <laughs> like, it's, you know, Yeah, non- it's already better. <laughs> yeah, it's already better. <laughs> but that's thanks to our generation. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. The Gay Straight Alliance. Okay. Yeah. Get right high. Yeah. And then Alex has his cousin Toby, who's straight, and he is just like hanging out. They're yeah, both they're just so really adorable. Guys. They're so cute. They're there taking care of the kids that they're their cousins and whatever. They're great. And they joke around and they're like yeah. making these goofy jokes and I'm like, you're adorable. They're not boys that make girls uncomfortable. In any way. I'm trying to remember if there, we even knew any preteen boys that were that cute. That cute? Um, like, not physically, but like just sweet, you know, disposition. I had a friend in junior high that was very sweet. And not threatening. Not at all. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had a few. I had good guy friends in junior high. That's good. That's yeah. Good. And, like, you, you know my friend Trevor? Like, I've been friends with him since third grade. I don't remember Trevor, but... Oh. Red hair. Anyway. So, uh, mom taught with his mom. It doesn't matter. Um, well, I've been friends with Trevor forever, and he's never once... His name is Trevor forever. Made me uncomfortable in that way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a... There's yeah. a few of them like that. Um, anyway. Just decent Yeah, just people. guys that are not looking for anything mm-hmm. from you. Well, he is... I mean, Toby does get interested in Stacy, but he's so cute. He's like, yeah, he's I'm going to give aggressive. you this book that you were looking at when you were looking for a gift for this other guy. Yeah. But I'm not going to give you shit about liking the other guy. No, he's just... He's just... He's giving... Because he wants to give. He's not expecting yeah. anything in return. Yep. Which is how you should always But he give. does get something in return. Right. Ooh, a kiss. Oh. Um, but so anyways, yeah, the veil is lifted off of Stacy's eyes when she sees that Scott has a girlfriend. And the girlfriend yeah. gives her this look like, okay, what are you doing here? And then Toby saves her, right? He's like, oh, those are for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, well, girlfriend. <laughs> what was she trying to give him? Uh, chocolate. Oh, yeah. That was so embarrassing. I know. And then he totally just steps in. Yeah, and they're like, okay, whatever, and, you know, don't give pay more attention to her. But for her, that's a really big deal. And then she's... So first and foremost, she feels really guilty about bailing on Marianne. And so she says, look, we're going to... Tonight's our night off. We're going to go to the boardwalk and have a bunch of fun. And um, she gets those T-shirts. The airbrush old-fashioned old-fashioned t-shirts. t-shirts. And then she's like, but would it be okay if we invited Toby and Alex... And Marianne's like, sure, like, you know, they're my friends. Yeah. And Marianne's really cool about it when Stacy wants a little bit of time with Toby and then they have their kiss. So I think Marianne was just like And Marianne yeah. talks to Alex about Logan. Yeah. She's like, I kinda like him. Yeah, in the book, Alex was straight and Marianne kissed him and mm. felt really guilty about it because she knew she liked Logan, but they weren't dating yet. Because we haven't gotten to Logan Likes Marianne Well, I like yet. this version better. I do, too. And it's nice that she can confide in a friend instead yeah. of feeling pressured to yep. kiss him because he's yep. a boy. Exactly. And I definitely remember being in situations like that in high school as well. And past high school with, like, oh, I guess I owe you something yeah. because we Can we friends. just, like, yeah, talk about things yeah. and not get, yeah. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, so... All's well that ends well. Um, oh, and then there's a side plot of Christy watching Karen and Right. Andrew. And I don't remember why she gets locked so, in. Oh, because um, Karen says, oh, that's the place where he keeps his secrets. And she's like, oh, oh I'm going to go check it out. So Karen plays um, a little trick. Yeah. And this plot line um, 
was a lot about Christy. I think it's about her moving, and yeah. she's looking at her. You know, she has all of her stuff packed up, and so the theme of the fear of change, mm-hmm. which comes up big time in the next episode, is uh, coming up because she's like, Absolutely. which totally I would be. I mean, I was terrified of change at that age. Yeah. I was just terrified. And we're, we never. If our moved. parents had said, yeah, if our parents had said we're gonna move, even if it was like two blocks away I would have been like <laughs> I remember once dad got laid off and they were like well dad's looking at a job in Oregon and I was like oh really what yeah just even saying it I remember been... just the weirdest feeling and yeah. I just immediately thought of all my Sarah Dessen books that I was obsessed with Aww. and how the characters you know had to move and go to new schools and I was like guess I'll, I'll be oh, like yeah. that I'll be like that we, everybody knows about that everybody knows about that when you're a kid like being the kid who moves yeah. or the new kid because we had a new kid in our class, and it was like, you don't want to be that. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, That's really rough. hard. Yeah. So, yeah, Christy's having anxiety. And, and meanwhile, there's some shenanigans. Um, and Karen and Andrew are going to wash Watson's, What I don't know if it's a Porsche, but it's an expensive car. It's a really nice old vintage car. Yeah. And they don't know anything because they're children and so yeah. they use steel wool and Christy can't get the door unlocked in time so she's just screaming at the window no and they're just scraping they off the sides so many scratches yeah it's pretty bad and then Christy doesn't tell him she just tries to hide it uh-huh but then he finds but out he obviously figures out what happened but he's like trying so hard to win Christy over he's yeah he agrees not her. to tell yeah. their mom so their, and he also, their, her, mom. her mom and he also knows that Karen can be Karen <laughs> Yeah. And I, I, know, I know that Christy's in charge, but she is only 13. And that, yeah. You know. Yeah, I didn't. I thought that was totally believable. I mean, yeah. she's pretty young, so it's, she's not going to, like, be like, oh, I'll pay for it. It like, might be her responsibility, but it's certainly, like, she's not to blame, if that no. makes any sense. No. Um, You're cool, Christy. We, we got you. <laughs> and then we have... That's her episode, the next one. Yeah, Christy's big day. It oh. starts out with her... Being appropriately disgusted by the materialism of the wedding, like the, <laughs> yeah, this is so you. <laughs> the yeah, I I totally was with her. Like, why do you need a giant festival with all this, all these clothes, all this flower, all these? Yeah, I agree. And what what also was weird is that they are getting Christie's dress ready the day before the wedding. She's getting her well, dress. I think it's no, it's the final fitting. So, but she hasn't even seen it. <laughs> Well, All of a sudden, she's like, I hate this dress. I guess I would assume that... Well, I know in the books, they had to get married really quickly because... Okay. In the book, they had to get married quickly because Elizabeth got an offer on her house that oh. she would never be able to get again. But okay. the, the caveat was you have to be out in, like, three weeks or something. Oh, okay. So okay. they didn't include that. No. But they're definitely... You're right. The wedding is a bit It's like rushed. it's tomorrow yeah. and she doesn't like her dress. <laughs> and so Watson is like, then we'll get you a different dress. Which he has a lot of money. Which is a gesture of goodwill on his part. And I don't think he's trying to buy, buy her. I think he's genuinely trying to be like, I don't he, want you to be unhappy. Yeah, well, I mean, he is kind of, though, because he gets that car for well, the he does. boys. But... Because that's how he's learned to show love. Yeah. But I do think it comes from a place of love. Yeah. But I, but it is technically, like, that's using money to... Yeah. yeah absolutely. To, to... And Christy's disgusted when the brother gets a BMW, and then... And then Giant when she, car. When she gets her new car, her dress, Christy's mom, who was, like, okay about the BMW, yeah, flips so out. No, yeah, she didn't flip out. She, she just was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then the dress, she flips out. Exactly. Um... 
and so Elizabeth is like you're when did you become a spoiled brat basically and yeah. she's like um I'm the one that's been you know you're the one who's got this wedding that's like yeah. a giant and you're marrying this circus. guy and you were always teaching us to be this independent yeah. it's independent people yeah. and now you're going back on that and so the way Christy sees it or at least her defense mechanism is to believe that this whole relationship is based on money and yeah. really it's her fear of change but that's why I love these episodes I yeah. love this episode I really do but I, I mean, and Christy's not normally one that I, I identify see, with. That yeah. Much. Well, she is ultra feminist in these episodes. She, yeah, I think um, that's why I like it. Yeah, and so, you know, they have the wedding, and then Christy finally is like, "Oh, wait a minute, this isn't about money. Like it, ha- it involves money." But she looks at her mom and Watson, and she finally has a moment of humanizing her mom. Right. And Where she's, she's like, like, she was really lonely. She, you know, my dad left her. And her life was fucking hard, dude. Yeah. Four kids. Yeah. One of them was like a baby when the dad left. Yeah. And, and she has been supporting them. But just because you have the ability, it's not like she's going to stop working and, and depend only on Watson. Yeah. And Christy starts to understand, like, okay, this yeah. is about love. Like, yes, he has and a that's lot of pretty, money. Yeah, that's a pretty mature realization. There's a lot going on for yeah. little kids. You know, I keep calling them little kids. And now we know Young that Christy ladies. was... PMSing this whole time. She gets her oh, first period yeah, at the that's wedding. Right. She's PMSing. So she cries at the wedding. Girl, you're just PMSing. Herself. I know the whole thing. It's okay. Um, but and she's trying to find her mom. She wants to talk to her mom for two reasons now. One, she wants to apologize, and two, she got a period. Which, yeah, but her friends handled it. But she has the club, and it's like okay, and she has this realization of like I might have created this club. To take care of kids, but I also yes. created it to take care of myself. That's the ending, and it, oh, it's like oh my god, this oh. So that's another that's reason I love this episode. And the other thing I, lo- I mean, it's super feminist because you have Esme doing the officiating, and she just like takes a moment before the the ceremony to just be like, "Hey, I'm a witch. Um, witches are cool. Like yeah. women are witches." Well, she's just like, "Witch was a, a word." Given but she to just women takes that... t- this moment, like in during a wedding, yeah. to just be like, "Hey, by the way, here's my That's... manifesto on witches." <laughs> because Karen's been freaking out. Yeah, because like, she screams. She screams when she, yeah. she, she apparently she didn't know that. Morbid of Destiny was doing the yeah. wedding. Yeah, and in the book, she's not. It's she so just shows funny. up with a gift. It's but so funny. It's she great. just gives this whole speech. And she and she says, witches, or the term witch... Don't do what society tells them to do. It's just given to women historically, yeah, to women that don't do what society tells them to do, which is yeah. absolutely true. Look at the and fucking she's like, witch trials. And she's like, I see a lot of witches in this audience. And then they pan, and it's like, oh... The show is just, oh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. What was I just watching that was talking about? Witches? That particular term being a means of... Yeah, dismissal or... Dismissing women and calling them crazy. Yeah. Much like later on it was hysteria. Oh, yeah. It could have been referenced in the Michelle Carter documentary. I'm not quite sure. I just... Because we just did I Love You, Now Die. Mm. Um, but I could be wrong. But anyway, it's been on the mind. Um... So, yeah, that's great. Her soliloquy about witches. Yeah. (laughs) um, Which also reinforces to Christy, like, okay, yes, it is about being strong. We are strong women. Yeah. Getting married does not mean you're giving up your independence or your strength. Yeah. It should not mean that, you know? So, yeah, so that moment where she is like, oh, my mom's leaving. 
Um, and then and then Elizabeth stops the car and comes out. It's such a rom-com moment. She Absolutely. comes out and she's like, wait, Christy, my daughter, except it's mother-daughter. It's, it reminds me of Father of the Bride because in mm. Father of the Bride, he can't find his daughter throughout the whole wedding because it's That's the such same. a big to-do. That's the same. And he also has a problem with all the money because he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, Why does it have does. to be this big thing? Yeah. And she's really caught up in it, which is another good example. That's such a good movie. Yeah, but um, that moment with Christy and Mom yeah. is just... Uh, like, well, they both apologize, uh, not just Christy. Elizabeth says, you know what? I messed up too, and yeah. you're right. I did raise you this way, and you are a strong little woman, and I am proud of you. You know, and, and I she ho- says, I hold you're you to- my favorite child. Yes, she says, I hold you to a <laughs> you higher standard. You don't say that. You don't say that to your kids. Well, mom and dad never said that to me, so if they said it to you, they no, meant it. <laughs> they would not do. They would not do that. Know. They know better than that. I know. Parenting 101. Yeah, but seriously. She, but she is the only but girl. But she's the only girl, so and she's like, a special bond. she's like, I hold you to a, sp- a higher standard. And yeah. it's like, yeah. that might be flawed, but at least she's honest about that it. That is the world, yeah. And the truth is, different kids have different needs. You treat them based on their needs. Mm-hmm. You don't treat, treat them based on fair is fair is fair, right? Yeah. And that's a really big... That's just why I love Elizabeth so much, because she's yeah. this really emotionally intelligent it, well and, and the acting there is just oh my God. once again she just nails it i love um, her just the right tone of, can i just say she's so can we just say and she doesn't appear yes. to have had work done so i don't care if she's had work I done know. okay but she doesn't have plastic face and i no, just love she doesn't. it she looks totally beautiful yeah and she's like natural yeah like a, a lot like we that. love you we love you alicia <laughs> dear friend <laughs> oh we should watch clueless tonight oh yeah okay okay so, anyway, um, then she leaves for the honeymoon, and I'm assuming while they're in their honeymoon is when um, the gals... Did we miss anything? Did I miss something? Just the turtle. <laughs> oh, the turtle. Yeah. go Take it away on the turtle. Oh, the last episode... Well, I don't know. I don't support this, but um, what's her name? Uh, Sharon. Sharon gives Richard a turtle. No, no, no. Richard, Richard gives, gives Sharon, Sharon a turtle and says, sorry, I... Didn't come out of my shell or something. To be fair, Sharon seems like the type of person who would be delighted by getting a random. Yeah, but would she take? Yeah, okay, but she she does take care of it because in this episode she so. she says briefly, "Oh, we have to feed the turtle." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, good." Yeah, the turtle's not just sitting there like. Oh, I, remember that? Oh my god, I was at work the other day. I think it was with um, one of my three year olds, and I was like, we were talking about turtles, and I was like, I kind of I've been thinking about getting a pet turtle, and she just goes, "Really? No." <laughs> She knows what, what's going to happen there. Yeah. Meanwhile, I get home and Charlie comes in and I'm like, what's in your mouth? And he drops a lizard out of his oh. mouth that just runs under oh, my stool. Oh, gosh. Fully alive, just cradled in his mouth. Oh, and, my God. And Charlie's like, there you go. And he walks away. Charlie's my cat, by the way, but he's more of a dog bear than mm-hmm. anything else. Um, so I got to take him to the beach. I wish Let him I paddle could. around. Good. I wish I could. Could, but. He would. It would never. Not, it wouldn't work. I would lose him forever. Yeah, yeah, he would just be surfing out forever, and you'd be like, "Uh oh." No, he would like run away into the hills because he'd be so scared of all the <laughs> people. Well, and you'd dogs. have to use a leash, but then I'd, he'd just be—I'd be dragging him. Yeah, like, like that, that, that picture that I sent you, <laughs> dragging him along the sand. I've never put Charlie on a leash. I don't know. I think he could break that leash. He's like fifteen pounds. Yeah, he's pretty big. Okay, big guy, big buddy. Okay. So the moose heads. Moose head. They kind of go together. They Should do. we just talk about, Let's just talk about the both of them? Yeah. Because it's like one long episode the last split in two. episodes are Camp Moosehead. And um, I just want to say I really love the actress that plays Nini. Tammy Sager. 
Yeah. She's from SNL. She's so good. I don't know. I think it is. Um, she's so good. Uh, yeah. even though she's this quote adversary yeah. for most of it, like she's yeah. pretty reasonable. And like you said at the end of the viewing, you're like, I can see how they would be a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> if you're from her perspective, these kids are a nightmare. Like they like, just there's so... so many laws when you're running a camp and they're clearly breaking like all of these. They're just so uh insistent upon Assertive. doing their own yes. Doing their own thing. So that's kind of the theme is Which is kinda of awesome. So the I was theme, not like that when I You know, like the other episode is about capitalism versus community and this one is about anti-authoritarianism yeah. because these two women just kind of have an iron fist over this camp and, and it, the, <clears throat> go ahead and it also addresses materialism because the first right. issue Classist, is that yeah, don classism. and claudia see very quickly that even if you, though you're at this camp your you parents have to pay. shell out a shitload more money for you to actually do the fun activities it's like when you buy those cheap air air flights and they're like oh you have to pay extra for the bags you have to yeah. pay extra for air like even it's like they just tack on it's like all, all extras. these yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a scam and jen and i were talking about you know we grew up in california on the west coast camp wasn't really a thing no nah, we no never went to I camp knew, no one i knew went to camp we had day camp but yeah, that's not like sleep camp. away <laughs> no i mean like the um yeah. parks and rec yeah we did the parks programs and rec camps. those were like themed camps which was those cool so fun i did like art camps those loved so it fun. yeah it was great but it was day camp. It wasn't Absolutely. sleeping we, away. Which is... Oh, we had science camp. Did you do science camp? Yeah, through school. Yeah, for, for like sure. two days. That was my... Like three days. I think it was a week, but yeah. Was it? It was my closest experience to camp. Yeah, that was a I big deal. It. That loved was a big it. deal. But also, yeah, we were not to strike <clears throat> the rules. That was certainly not a We would have been like 11 or 12. 12? Yeah, 12, 6th grade. Yeah. Actually, I did science camp twice. I did it in 6th grade and 8th grade. Oh, right, the Yosemite. Yosemite. That yes. Was, that, no, we did the same ones, yeah. So... Anyway, so the girls are at camp, and it's, like, classic East Coast. It's weeks and weeks. It's all summer. All summer camp. All these activities, plays, um, Oh, my God. That art. would have been so exciting. Yeah. Because you're going with your legit. friends. So and you're not, all like... Together, right. But yeah. they get there, and they're, like, you girls mm-hmm. are not in the same cabin. Yeah. And right away, Christy's, like... Excuse me. <laughs> no, Christy's so good. She's just... She's, like, So actually, empowered. I just love it. And when she goes... With, <laughs> when she's, like, you saying I can't do my job? And she goes... With all due respect, kind, kind of. of. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they walk in and from the from go, first of all, they want to be counselors because they're yeah. babysitters. No, you have to be 16 to be a counselor. Okay, we want to be all in the same cabin. No, that's not how it works at camp. We put you in your own cabins. Yeah. So there's six girls and I think they're kind of two and two for the most part. Except for Marianne. She is by herself. Marianne's by she herself. She meets Lane. Oh, Right. So Marianne meets Lane, unbeknownst. She doesn't know who she unaware is. Unaware that Lane is Stacy's ex best friend, aka the one who spread the video around. <sighs> Pretty fucked. And, yeah, she's still on uh, the shit list. I really love that Claudia and Don bond so much in this episode because they—that's my favorite plot. They line. get bunked together, and That's they're my like, favorite. "It'll be fun to get to know each other," but they're both really reticent about it. They're like, mm, "This is gonna be weird." Are they? I, I mean, when bit. they have that conversation, Claudia's like, yeah, I never thought about it. We've never hung out yeah. before. But the, sh- sh- 
I don't know. It's not like they don't want to. It's, no. It's that they're, like, maybe, but, you know, it's like we talked about last yeah. time. The rest of your friends walk, walk away and you're yeah. like, I don't really know you though. Yeah, like, <laughs> what do I say to this person? I don't have right. a rapport with them. But then as soon as they see the injustice in the art class and the fact That's that this poor little line. girl can't do tie-dyeing because her parents can't shell out $60 or whatever for fucking tie-dye, <laughs> um, they're like, this is fucked. The woman's like, you can just draw or yeah. watch? It's like, what adult? Like, again, the adults are just like, what is wrong with you? No, if I worked at that camp, I'd be like, I'll just, I'll just get you some tie-dye. Yeah, like, it. I'll just pay for fucking whoever wants to do it. Yeah, I'll buy some shirts at Walgreens yeah. for, like, a dollar. Yeah. And, and you can, like, come on, it's it's all just a money grab. Yeah, um, it's pretty stupid. Yeah, it's just the structure. Is, it's a bummer. Um, it's a big bummer. So, of course, Dawn, the activist, is like, we have to do something about this. And Claudia, the artist, yeah. is like, I can teach art for free. Art activism. Yeah, and so, she, so that's what she tries to do. And, of course, it gets broken up. Um, that she tries to lead this group of kids she, in making oh, art out of nature, which it's is so, so great. And she references, um, I, is it Andrew Goldberg or somebody Goldberg who does nature art mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you make it out of natural materials and then when it gets washed away or blown away, it's done, you know? Which is so, so it's cool. impermanent. So people do that at the beach sometimes. Well, there's just, that, that whole um, that whole uh, spiral jetty in um, Utah, the giant rock spiral mm-hmm. um i don't know if it's still there but it's a real famous so that's i think that artist is related to the guy who did spiral jetty like they're yeah. collaborators outdoor installations do not last forever. and of course claudia is like all she is knowledgeable about She's art that she smart. loves yeah um so she just is explaining it to them and they make this awesome little circle thing and it's just it's so beautiful yeah and the kids are it's into just, it the kids are happy oh She's speaking and it's free. To them, and it's free, and they don't feel left out. They feel special because this is like a little. It's non-materialistic. Club. Exactly, and it's then non-classist. It, so it busted up, and they're like, "You can't do this. You don't have the authority to do this." Which is like this one I bumped on a little bit because I don't understand how that's against the rules. She just says you're out here unsupervised. And it's like okay, then send a counselor over. Like I know. that seems it, like a it, counselor. But problem. they're authoritarian and they're threatened. Yeah. By these kids who are really, really self-starters very empowered and you can't just like tell them what to do i mean they're not gonna and and they're also threatened by the parents not the babysitter club parents but the parents as a whole that send their kids to this camp that are probably like i heard yeah yeah no i totally yeah yeah so they're up against some shit too so you know they're kind of the middlemen it's not like they're making millions of bucks right it's the yeah i know she's like I've been running this camp for 26 years. Yeah, she's like, I wish I could make it free, but I can't. Like, yeah. that's not up to me. So, eventually, when they meet. It is, yeah, in that sense, it is um, the the fantastic idealism of youth versus the hard reality right. of adulthood. Like, but at, yeah, you can't of, just do yeah, all this stuff. By the end of the episode, they do reach a compromise, which is more than yeah. I can say for most adults. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, most kids wouldn't be this empowered. I mean, geez. No. They're and they so... are a force. They're a force because they're yeah. aligned. Yeah. Um, Solidarity. And so, uh, this is the communist episode. <laughs> it's like the socialism yes, episode. it is. It is. They even make a barricade at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, when Stacy is confronted with Lane being there, she's like, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think she's like, she's pissed, but then she's like, Marianne, I know you didn't mean anything by it. And by this point, Marianne right. and Lane are already running the play because they both love Broadway. They just have that in common. And um, they're the, directing the play that Marianne That's adapted. That's where I don't relate to Marianne. From a story from some famous 
play. I don't remember. What's it called? I don't know. Some weird thing Mignonette. about time time traveling in Paris. That's all I remember. Yeah. Um, it, it's not important. <laughs> What's important is that Stacy gets the lead, um, and Logan is the lead guy, and so uh, that's part of a thing where Marianne's like, oh my god, Logan's here all the time. Uh, and then It's a big deal. Yeah, and so it's sort of... Your crush is at summer camp. Oh my god, can you Huge imagine? deal. That's like Stacy and the lifeguard, but all summer. <laughs> I know. I can't even... I just remember being that age and just being like, if only fate would make so-and-so be at the dance. You know, like, It was just... If they were within like 200 feet of you, it was like electric. You were just like... Yes! <gasps> just electric awareness. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Huh. I would be fun. distracted all the time. Totally. And Marianne does a good job, but yeah. she also is, you know, preoccupied by yeah. him. Yeah. She's like, don't kiss for real yet. Just wait. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want you to kiss every time you rehearse. This is my man. <laughs> <laughs> so Claudia is uh, in camp jail. She's remanded to her Claudia cabin. is a political prisoner. That's and then right. they have her on the iPad. <laughs> it's I love so, that. So yes. cute. So Stacy and... Uh, Lane end up in a fight outdoors, and unbeknownst to them, they're in Poison Oak. Yeah. And so the next day, they look terrible. Really bad. It's pretty good stage makeup. Yeah. Um, they look like lepers. Yeah. And so they're both remanded to like the nurse's office, and the other girls come in holding the iPad of Claudia, <laughs> and they're like, "She's trapped." You have to her. do this. It's just so well done, guys. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's so clever. And um, and then. You know, they're like, first of all, we need to get all the rest of the people out of the room. And then the nurse turns the iPad off. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Claudia says, did you confiscate all the technology, electronics? And then she's like, boop. (laughs) That's pretty good. And then, uh, so yeah, Stacy now can't be the lead. So that, so not only is Stacy. Is Stacy locked in a room with Lane? I think they should have changed it to a story about a girl with leprosy and she's trying to like <laughs> she give fall in love. <laughs> I know. She gets Logan Still poison contagious. Oak. Totally different story. Um, but so she's in there. Plus, I think it causes like fever and stuff. I don't know if it's all over. No, there. that wouldn't have been good. <laughs> oh, poison ivy. Okay. So this is when. So we're into episode two at this point. Yeah. Um, and so they. They reconcile, although I was saying to Jen, or we were saying, like, so Lane apologizes, but... She I, says she didn't get a chance to apologize because Stacy shut her out. Yeah, which is like, okay, okay, yeah. but, like, yeah. maybe you should be a human and a friend about it and yeah. see what's going on and not spread rumors like it has. Well, asks. no, that was after she spread the rumors. I know, but she was trying way. to apologize for the rumors. Yeah, but either way, oh, she, it shouldn't have done in the first she's place. She's saying that yeah, Stacy pulled away. She said Stacy pulled away before the video. Is what oh, she said. Oh, but what was she going to apologize for then? The video. Oh, right, because she wouldn't tell her about her illness. She didn't know she was. She Ill, shut her out so about that, the illness. Okay, so she, okay, okay. They had been distant for a while. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. when the video came out, instead of asking Stacy what's going on, she spread the video, which is a fear-based okay. response, I suppose. Um, yeah. But it was still shitty. It was a bad move. So anyway, they make up, and it's like, okay. And I know in the books, you know, Lane is a character that Stacy is friends with and that exists when they go to New York. The mm-hmm. whole crew goes to New York at one point and is super special. And, of course, Stacy goes back every once in a while because eventually, spoiler alert, her parents get divorced and her dad moves back. Mm-hmm. So 
that's resolved pretty easily. But in the meantime, Marianne is like, what are we going to do? We don't have a lead or director. And they're like, who offers to help her direct? Didn't somebody? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. So she's directing, and then she's also going to be the lead. She's the lead. And at first she's like, I can't do it. But then Logan's like, you're a great leader. You're doing this and you're doing that. And so she realizes that she actually has found her voice, and it gives her some confidence. Yeah. And she doesn't have a kiss with Logan yet. They're like, let's save it. But meanwhile, um, the real... The protest is protest heating is up. up. So Meanie... Civil disobedience. Meanie, the counselor, is at the dentist. And so Dawn is like, this is our chance. Dawn launches a general strike. She launches a strike and she has this brainstorm of like, hey, what if there were no activities? Then there's no unfairness because there's no privilege if there's no access for any of us. Mm -hmm. And so she convinces the whole camp and the counselors could, don't give two shits. They're just like, "Eh, don't get, don't hurt yourself. Um, The 16 year old counselors. And (laughs) they're so disaffected already. And they're like, we're 16. (laughs) They were rich. We go to camp. Yeah. Um, They build, do this every year. They build a barricade. And they're like, no, something, something, something. Like, whatever their tagline is, I don't remember. It's like, you know, no unfair activities or whatever. I don't remember. And um, Meanie shows up and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine driving back and no. just seeing this scene of, like, it's kids. Like upturned canoe. Yeah, just, like, putting crap everywhere and being like, we're on strike! Ah! And you're just like, you're oh like, my god, I don't get paid enough. And in her mind, she's probably like, you, do you even how privileged you are yeah 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 um so that's a whole other aspect i do feel for her and also the toothache thing like toothache (laughs) is a really big deal and i actually listened to was it this american life where they talk about how this guy who killed someone they tracked his toothache he killed a police officer i think yeah and they were like he was really in pain because of a toothache and that's a really serious uh, like that really affects you. <laughs> Look, you guys, pain in your face, pain in yeah. your jaw is fucking debilitating. So I thought they were gonna make more out of that, like well, solving she, the mystery, because she keeps going. You know, the, the mystery was just that it was a toothache, but she does say at the end, she's like, "I just had to get a root, root canal, canal from a toothache that I've had all this whole time. Not that yeah. any of you noticed." Right. So it's like while you're busy being advocates for yeah. other kids, yeah. you're you're villainizing me without seeing that. Villain- I'm extremely yeah. human. It's true. Which I like, because they did need that feedback. Um, so yeah, a little blip here where Karen runs off, and Christy finds her and with Jesse and yeah. Mallory. So I had a note on that, because Karen... So the main explanation for the conflict in these episodes is the conflict between the adults and the children. But Karen is has this whole separate theory that it's this occult curse yeah. that's causing everything so there's Karen. two theories of what's causing the malaise and right she decides and she goes yeah, yeah she's a self-starter so she goes well i have to go mm-hmm. and she has her little bindle little with her Karen. backpack and then she's like then she gives up and she's like there is no curse yeah. i just have no way of fitting it yeah so she that falls feels apart very othered by everybody yeah that falls apart so yeah. it's not the occult no well it's just karen it may, may have been maybe karen just lost her confidence mm. <laughs> but anyway yeah so so Christy, Mallory, and Jesse uh, find her. Jesse is introduced at camp, by the way, and who Jesse is a main character. Ballerina. For those that don't know. She's another junior baby. She becomes a junior babysitter along with Mal, and they help Christy find Karen, very actively help her, <laughs> and so Christy's really impressed by them. And when they find Karen, Christy's like, 
you are my sister, not my stepsister. Yeah. David Michael said, you're just my stepsister. But of course they fight, they're the same age. Yeah. Um, He's a boy. And the, yeah. He's mean. And then um, uh, Mal and Jesse say, where are your friends? And she's like, you are? And they're like, yeah, and you have to get back because Vanessa's playing your part. And she's like, Vanessa Pike stole my role, <laughs> which I love. I love it because Mallory's standing right there too. It's like, well, you're sister. Mal doesn't really get along with a lot of her siblings. Yeah. Um, but... The you know, Irish Catholic family. Kids, Jesus, right, or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, so that happens, and then when they get back, the protest is happening. So, of course, the play can't happen. Yeah. Um, but Marianne doesn't miss a beat. She's <laughs> like, okay, Meanie's back. Claude and Dawn are going to get expelled, essentially, but that can't happen. So the whole club is like, we're going to stick together. Well, not Yeah, that solidarity. But before she goes, Logan's like, you're going to miss our kiss, which is like, like, no, I'm not. Bold move, Logan. He's, yeah. And she, he knows what she's she like, no, I'm not. And then she gives him a very chaste peck on the lips. So that's the second first kiss we've seen. Yeah, it was very well charming. And I remember Logan, the fact that Marianne was with Logan in those books, I was like, Whoa, boyfriend! But Whoa. it's yeah. You have a boyfriend. It was a big deal because he was. was he was like, so, like they were steady. Like they were not for just like ever. For There's years. One, they break up a bit in the series and they get back together and then at the very end they break up because they're like, we're thirteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which if yeah. you think about it, because of the we've way been thirteen for forty years. Exactly. So <laughs> I guess they date for a year. They date for ten versions of one year. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I mean, I had a boyfriend at 13, and it lasted yeah, about... Yeah, I never... It lasted... I was so far from... We actually, we did the math, because Nick said on the pod that I dumped him after... An, yeah, a speaking month, of... Which is you've not... You've already heard him. ...is not true. This is Nick. Oh. Nick. It wasn't a month. I did the math, oh. because... Okay, full disclosure, Nick gave me two gifts, so that's how I know it was longer than a month, because he gave me a Christmas gift and a Valentine's Day gift. Oh, that's... So how yeah. could it have only been a month, Nick? Huh? But anyway... At least... Yeah, he bought me a month jewelry. and a half. <laughs> it's pretty. I know. Isn't that cute? Yeah, he got me. Um, he got me an amethyst necklace for Christmas, and then he got me like nice, like a pink heart necklace with like two matching earrings nice. for my Valentine's Day. And then I dumped him. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't no, like these. I'm just kidding. Right. No, it wasn't right then. I was just scared. I didn't know what the hell to do. Well, I was I like. Was not even close to. Being I didn't know able what to do, do when somebody liked me so no, much. <laughs> no. Nope. So, sorry, Nick. Not uh, ready. But anyways, it's Not fine. Ready. It worked out. You're married. You have a kid. Um, <laughs> we're still friends. <laughs> now I'll know whether he listened to this or not. Um, the things you do when you're 13 could have last been a lot forever. Worse. Yeah. I remember don't. rumors about girls having sex in junior high and, mm-hmm. and stuff, and I'm just so glad I Oof. didn't hang out with that crowd. Yikes. Yes. Not that I'm not judging anybody. I just, I would not have been ready for that. And it would have no. just really No, I was just thinking of myself. Yeah. yeah was, Any no. other people have their own adventures. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's um, true. Yeah. So anyways, so at the end, after the kiss, they go running to the office and Meanie is like, look, you guys are figuring out who you want to be in the world. And that's great. That's what camp is for. And da 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 hey, We just watched this before the yeah. and podcast then we record. Just watched we it. just watched it. And then they're, they're like, does that mean we can stay? And she's like, no. <laughs> There's liabilities. But then Christy... Liability comes up a lot in this episode. I mean, having worked it's, with kids, yes. it's a fucking thing. Yes. Licensing, all that shit. It's yeah. a big deal. All those counselors should have been in that fired. Sense. But then Christy jumps in and fires back with a very applicable argument. Like, you want to talk about liability? Like, Like, 
Karen my sister just went, went out. missing and your counselors didn't do shit. Yeah. They don't they don't pay attention. She said you need people to pay attention and that's us. And so basically they get their way and now their counselors are training. But it's sort of implied that like now they're gonna have a lot more responsibility. So they're gonna start to feel what it's like to be meany a little bit, which I think yeah. is fair because that's yeah, life that's experience. Life. Yep. And that's it, you guys. Yeah, I, I just Yeah. It, it it just they they wanted a couple of episodes that would really you know, it's like in a in a novel how mm-hmm. the last scene has to be a big like a funeral or a wedding yeah. or some kind of party. That's what this is. It's yeah. like the camp episodes. And where they it's did, like yeah, they skipped a everything few books. is being paid off. Mm-hmm. Everything is we know who these characters are. I, I don't like them as much as the developing episodes, I don't think. Well here's what the thing is too. These are episodes where we see these kids completely out of their element. They are not around their parents. They're not at school. And so it's when they really come to life as their distinct selves. They're just all over. I mean, they're just doing so much stuff. I agree. They're starting plays. As much as I love these episodes, like I said, they do feel like a romp on like a Disney Channel movie, which is great. But it's more, there's more about the spectacle than there is about the development. Yeah. And I do like the development episodes, but it's well balanced. Yeah. And there are going to be plenty. More oh no, of those. they did a really good job. I just—it's not as interesting to me as the development episodes with the, especially with the parents in play. Yeah. The parent-child relationships are pretty interesting for me oh, watching yeah. as an adult now. Not that I'm a parent, but no, um, but, but we've all had parents, yeah, and we all have them. <laughs> we just—you know—we have—we all know parents and children. So, but yeah, um, my goodness, these kids. I I just they would exhaust me so much. Like, I would just be like, can you just... Like, there's that one part where Tammy Sager or, or Mini is like, someday you're going to look back and wish you'd watched more television. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, you won't. But I understand how she, she's just like, can you just, like... Just, like, chill for, like, a chill minute. out for a second. Jeez. Be a kid. Because Christy's trying to organize the group that she's not even in charge of. And Christy's all of a sudden she's just like, oh, yeah, all of a sudden she's just like, yeah, everyone do this. And, oh yeah. And, archery. <laughs> and Mimi's like, you're not like, a leader. Go into the lodge, have some hot chocolate. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> and then later when Christy has to go find Karen, she's like, finally something to do. <laughs> Cause that's how she is. But all the kids are like that. They want to yeah. start plays. They want to do activity. They want things to be fair. And right. E- even Marianne, e- who equal. is somewhat meek, right? Yeah, but not too. But only much. in the sense that she's finding her voice. It's not. Like and also, her friends are good role models. They really demonstrate leadership yeah, to her. Say hello to your friends. Babysitters. Say hello to them. <laughs> Every time you see them. Yeah, that song got stuck in my head. Oh, it's been stuck. But in the my slow head. version. That was the great. nightmare version. The happy accident. <laughs> in case you guys listen, you know what we're talking about. So I guess they're gonna do more of these. I mean, we'll yeah. we'll record again if we. Well, I'm making decisions for you. It's your oh, podcast. We'll, we will definitely record again. Absolutely. <laughs> Niche content, guys. Yeah. Find it here. And I just want to, I never do this, um, but I'm remembering to do it now. Can you all, if you are interested, please rate, review, yeah. and subscribe to this podcast? I have four ratings, and they're all five stars, and I'm so grateful. Wow. Um, but I would love, you know. Where do you rate it? On iTunes. On the iTunes. Yes. Um, and also, I we have an Insta and it's yes. at, and what did we learn? You could see the simple. face behind the voice. You can see, yeah, you can see my face. Uh-huh. Um, and, and various other things. Sometimes you'll get to see the guest as well. If they're okay with that, you can see Jen. There's a picture of me and Jen in the yeah, last episode the other we did. face behind the same voice. And you can also reach out to me. I just had a 
fan. Oh my god, I have a fan. Reach out to me last night saying, hey, I loved these episodes and I would love to do one. And now we're going to do an episode. So please don't be shy. I'm building my, my project, my creation here as it is. So I'm very open. So if you have an idea of something that you'd want to cover, there's really no subjects that I wouldn't cover, I don't think, unless it was like super ups like a snuff film i'm not gonna do that but <laughs> but yeah bring it to me i'm I mean, trying to did be porn and yeah, murder and porn, murder babysitters um <laughs> also murder like text messaging murder <laughs> uh marrying millions we're gonna be doing um betsy and i are gonna be doing an episode on an australian show about i forget the name now but it's about young mothers so teenage mothers and so that's gonna be great uh so yeah Please diversify my content <laughs> by all means. Yay. Um, and we have a dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons episode coming up too, courtesy oh, yeah. of Nick. Yeah. <laughs> and I still have to finish the book that he's making me read. Um, but after that, we will cover that. So yeah, so please uh, participate, and maybe someday I'll make a Facebook group. I don't know, but Jen won't be on it. She hates Facebook. Okay. Boo. 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 Everything. Okay. Say all hello right. to your friends. Say hello to your friends. Say goodbye to us. Um, we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.
Mm-hmm. <laughs>